Hello, party people. This is the Just Ideas podcast. My name's Andy. I'm with Andy, and these are Just Ideas. In today's episode, we talk about the notorious factory fill, how you make your own bad luck, and why you may be nervous during your next mammogram. Mr. McIntyre is sitting at home waiting for his son to get back from school, and his son's taking a bit longer than usual, and so McIntyre starts to worry. But sure enough, McIntyre Jr. walks to the door and says, Dad, you're never going to believe it. I just got a speeding ticket, but it's not my fault. And McIntyre goes, what do you mean it's not your fault? And he says, well, Dad, I'll tell you what. He pulled over three other cars today, and it's because he's in that black Ford sitting under the bridge in the shade, so no one's going to see him. I didn't see him, so he pulled me over. So seriously, it's not my fault. What do you think? Everything's your fault. What? Right. This is one of the big the big theories is that people. It's back to our our cramper thing. People have a tape that runs in their head, and the tape that runs in your head can cause you to have a lot of bad luck. Bad luck. That's what it is. Have I ever told you about one of my most notorious students of all time, Factory Phil? I gotta hear the story about Factory Phil. So I got this guy in my class. We're pro- we're back in the nineties. And uh, his name's Factory Phil. And he's got, he's uh, 28 years old. He's out of the military. I think he was in the Navy. He's got a flat top. Used to wear uh, wife beaters to uh, class. A wife beaters. And he used to have this, nice. pick, this, I don't know, it was a pickup line or it was his calling card. But he ever said anybody, he goes, ah, 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 tell, tell me, uh, who do you think is faster, uh, Superman or the Flash? And, and he'd say it to girls. Say it to me, say it to boys, over and over again. Ah, who do you think is faster, uh, Superman or the Flash? And uh, the point of the story is the tie-in to your McIntyre story is that uh, Factory Phil had a lot of bad luck, a lot of bad luck. So he's back at school getting a business degree. In the old days, back in the 90s, when uh, w- during winter break, like everybody was gone. Yeah. And I used to live in Stillwater, so I'm driving my car. We're having snow over Christmas break. About, about uh, you know, when you get like that maybe four inches of compressed snow on the road as it's actually coming down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're driving on snow, and um, <laughs> look over to my left, like, what the hell? It's a motorcycle. In the like snow? A, a motorcycle in the snow, like a Honda 350. Perfect, yep. Who was it? Gotta be Factory Phil. Factory Phil, driving his motorcycle in a snowstorm. To his job. He's tough as nails. Well, I don't know if he's tough as nails, but that's the kind of thing that he did. So Factory Phil is uh, hanging around. I find him mildly amusing. So he signs up to go on my Washington, D.C. travel program. Very cool. And um, he's uh, running around Washington to any woman who can't get away from him saying, who's faster, uh, Superman or The Flash? And it's not going well, as you might imagine. So... I am doing my Washington, D.C. class. Then I'm flying from Washington, D.C. to London, where I'm teaching the London class. Okay. And Factory Phil is with me in Washington. He's flying on my plane to London, but he's not going to be in my London class. But he just wanted to fly on my, my flight over there. I am, however, flying with four OSU students who are going on London with me. Right. right. So I tell Factory Phil I got a limo coming. At 2 o'clock, if you want to ride, be ready at 2 o'clock. Sure. We're in dorm rooms at uh, George Washington University, and I'm locking up my dorm room. It's five minutes to 2. I look down the hall. I see Factory Phil. He's got on boxer shorts, the omnipresent wife beater, (laughs) barefoot. 
and he's got a pan in his hand. A pan? Like he's cooking. Oh, man. I'm like, factory, what are you doing? Just getting <laughs> something to eat? And he's like, I'm like, factory, it's, uh, it's five minutes to two. He looks at his watch, then he puts his watch on his ear. <laughs> and I'm like, when's the last time we had a watch that made a noise? Yeah, right. right? But factory's got his watch on his ear. Sure enough, the phone's not working. So I'm like, factory, I can't wait forever. You need to hurry. Yeah. Right? So he puts down the pan, goes into the room. I'm out sitting in the, in, in, in the car with, um, with the four students who are go, going with me. Here, you know, about 10 minutes later, down comes factory Phil. He's going to fly across the ocean with the wife beater on. <laughs> going to fly across the ocean wearing shorts. Don't tell me. He's got a pair of tube socks in his hand oh. and some funky sneakers. Like, you know, like six-year-old sneakers that smell. And he's got his military backpack stuffed so tightly, you can see everything inside the backpack because it's like its outline is being, right. you know, grabbed there. And uh, he, he, he gets into the limo barefoot with his tube socks and sneakers in his hand <laughs> and uh, throws the backpack in the trunk and... Um, we're driving to the airport uh, there in, uh, in Washington, and all of a sudden we're halfway to the airport, and he starts swearing. I'm like, <laughs> What's oh, he swearing about? Well, what is it? What is it, factory? He's like, I left some stuff in the dorm room. What did you leave? Well, I left my Walmart check, and I was going to cash that and use it. You know, that's the money I was going to live on in Europe. I'm like, okay. This is the 90s. How the hell are you going to cash a Walmart check in Europe? Yeah. That, that's my first question. Right? Yeah. So next of all, I'm like, what else did you leave? My form to be reinstated in OSU. I'm like, <laughs> so what? it's two most important things. Yeah. He's going to go to Europe with no money. Nothing. And the form has a deadline. He did something to be unqualified for school. He made a petition. The petition had to be at a certain date. It's sitting back at the dorm. Right? So we get, we get to the airport. He's like, I broke my glasses. I'm like, how do you break, my, break your glasses? Well, they were in my backpack that was packed so <laughs> tightly, so he smashes his glasses, yeah. right? So then he's calling back to the dorm, trying to get his Walmart check and get him to mail that form, and he's just in a panic. So I think he kind of solved the problem. I think he got him to mail the letter and maybe wow. forward, whatever. He's full of resolve. He gets on the plane, and he's talking. Blah, 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 blah. I'm, I'm flying. I'm exhausted. Yeah. I'm flying across the ocean. He's four rows behind me. Wah, 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 the whole way. Finally, I, I get a little bit of sleep. We wake up. One of the kids who's with me is this preppy kid from Connecticut who's got a suit bag. We're standing in London waiting for our luggage so we can go through customs. And this, this, this kid's like, the hell is this? Oh, no, I got the wrong bag. It's like, what's the matter? I'm like, my bag is filled with food. This is not my bag. Phil's like, oh, yeah, that's my uh, Scooby Snacks. So what, <laughs> what uh, Phil did was during the breakfast on the landing of the flight, he walked up and down the aisle, unbeknownst to me, picking up all of the uneaten food that nobody wanted, oh, asking them for their food. And since he didn't have any carry-on luggage because he only had his backpack, right. which you may remember was packed to the brim, to the brim he put the food in this other kid's bag, so he had all these rolls and all this other stuff oh my packed God. into this kid's bag because he didn't have a check to buy food now. So while this is being sorted out, I look at the rounder of luggage, and I see some boxer shorts, 
a pair of sneakers. I'm like, factory, is that your stuff? So Gotta his be. backpack blew up and his stuff was all over the rounder because they just poured the contents of the backpack onto the rounder. Yeah. So we get to the hotel. I'm like, well, factory, you got to go. He's like, you mind if I stay in your room for a couple of days? And, and one of my biggest problems has been saying no to people, but I'm like, factory, I got to... I gotta say, I gotta say no. Right. You know, you gotta, you gotta find somewhere else to stay. So the next morning, he comes down to breakfast. I'm like, factory. I thought you were gone. Ah, uh, no. As a matter of fact, I was <laughs> able to gain access to the uh, attic, and uh, they have some abandoned uh, rooms up there. And I slept in a bathtub. And then <laughs> he sits there at breakfast, like with both hands on his head, jerking his head around, trying to realign his neck oh because God. he slept. In, in, a, in a crooked thing. So he's off again. I don't think of factory fill again. About uh, six years later. So, so when he graduated, he went to be an airline mechanic okay. for um, Delta Airlines. Pretty nice. And I hear nothing else from him, right? Right. So I, I, hear, I have nothing yeah, else. Yeah, he's busy. Uh, I hear nothing else from him. So all of a sudden, six years later, uh, hey there, professor, uh, who's faster? Superman or the Flash? Oh, and your Wait, ears Christ, bleed. Factory Phil is back. He's like, uh, fact of the matter is, I've been laid off. I'm like, how'd you get laid off? And he's like, well, I, uh, you know, 9-11. So Factory Phil gets a job for Delta. Yeah. Then I don't know, three or f I think he worked for Delta before he even went to college. Oh, okay. So he had a whole bunch of seniority. Then he switched to another airline. So when 9-11 comes along, he's got no seniority. Yeah, he's out. And what's the difference between airlines? They're all the same. I don't know why he would do it. So he gets laid off. I'm like, what are you doing now, Phil? He goes, oh, I'm not driving back to California. I'm going to uh, drive back to California. I'm like, okay, so you were in Indianapolis. You're driving to Northern California. I'm, lo I'm looking at the map here, Phil. What are you doing in Stillwater? Oh, the fact that the matter is, I thought, what the hell? I'll stop by and see you. <laughs> Stop by unannounced and see me in Stillwater. So this is how my brain works. Okay. The first thing I had to say was, well, Phil, I just the first thing I got to ask you is, what kind of car are you driving? Sure, that'll tell you, you everything you need to know. Something, right? Yeah. He goes, oh, as a matter of fact, it's an Oldsmobile '98. <laughs> Moving quick, factory Phil, like fifteen years old. Sure. Right. And I'm like, Phil, I got to ask you, is it sky blue? Well, no, actually, it's a maroon or kind of a burgundy, kind of a burnt red. <laughs> Very classy. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And he has a trailer with all of his belongings in it. And he's driving back to, I'm like, what are you going to do in California? He goes, I've enrolled in school to be a radiologist. Ah. I'm like, what? It's no, incredible. No, 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 no. Sorry. A, uh, uh, an x-ray technician. Sure, sure. An x-ray, not a radiologist, for God's sakes. He, he's, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going no. to be, I'm like, what are you talking about? You've got, you're an airplane mechanic. you got a four-year business degree. You're going to get a two-year degree in, in uh, you know, x-ray technician. He goes, people are always getting hurt. I <laughs> he said, had the answer for you. I said, Phil, people are always doing a lot of stuff. Yeah, you know, but you don't need to do with all your stuff. This is this is this is a bad idea. I go, come on, what are you thinking? So he looks at me, and he looks over his shoulders to make sure no one's listening. Uh huh. And he says to me, mammograms. Jeez, 
You know, this guy, I don't even know him, but I think I'm fed up with him. So he's 34 years old, and he wants to be a radio te radiology technician so he can do mammograms. Every woman who's listening now has to panic. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Who knows why people get the jobs that they, they get. Yeah, right. So then, of course, I have this nasty habit of thinking for myself, my own benefit in every situation. He's still got the flat top. Like, who's got a flat top in 2002 or whatever it is? So I call down the office, and uh, I call down to the office to get someone with a camera because I want a picture of Factory Phil to use in my professional image oh, seminar. Oh, that's terrible. No, not really. So I say, Phil, look, this poor... I had a student come in. She had yeah. an appointment. Um, uh, come in. Uh, so... Um, well, actually, okay, wait, I got my story all screwed up. So I send Factory Phil out with the photographer to get some pictures. Sure. And a professor comes by. Mm -hmm. And this was, a, I don't want to say his name, but uh, he was a very heavy set professor. Okay. And uh, he plops himself into my chair. And uh, he's talking to me while I'm, you know, waiting for Factory Phil to come back from his picture session. So then a very, very small uh, Korean student who's been in a car accident is coming to see me about making up a test because she was in a very severe oh, uh, car accident. Yeah, that's and terrible. her face was all, you know, like she had uh, two black eyes and puffy cheeks Jeez. and everything. The poor thing. And uh, she's coming in. So I got this giant professor, old, giant professor, stuck into this chair. Yeah. And this is how you can tell it's the old days, although not that old. He, he's like, uh, he's sitting in his chair and he can't turn around to see her. So he's like... Come in here, you beautiful creature. Oh. And this is how people talked in the old days. So she comes in, and he takes one look at her face and goes, huh! <laughs> 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 Audibly shocked. I'm like, dude, you got to go. I got to talk Get to her. Out of here. I give her her date. So then I'm like, where the hell's Factory Phil? Because I hear giggling in the hall. Oh, no. So in the hall, I look down the hall, the girl, the woman's there with the camera to take his picture. Factory Phil is pretending to pull his pants down going, how about a monkey shot? This is uh, what he's doing. He's insatiable. Out of, he's, there's no end to him. He's, he's out in the hall, and then I hear him tell her, hey, hey I forgot to ask you, uh, who runs fasters, Superman no, or The Flash? No. He says to her. So he comes in to see me. Then, then he says he wants to go to class with me. So I'm like, okay. Uh, and he, so he's, he wants to watch one of my classes. So I, I can't say no. Right. It's a problem I have. So I let him come to class. He's sitting in there and he starts twitching because he's getting bored. <laughs> so about 30 minutes in the class, he stands up and goes, Oh, Professor, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Just got to go. Before I go, I want to ask the class. No. Yes, and did. you said yes? He goes, before I, no, I didn't, st he didn't stop. He says, before I leave, I just got asked the class, oh, who's faster, Superman or the Flash? Come and on. then he leaves, and I figure, oh, my God, at least I'm out of the woods, right? I come back to school the next day. I got a phone message. Okay. Ah, uh, Professor, it's uh, Factory Phil. Uh, fact of the matter is, come into a little bit of trouble. Not everything's gone my way. Had a little hiccup here. Uh, let, let me come to the point. Uh, fact of the matter is, I'm in the county lockdown. <laughs> Oh, no. So he's in jail. Right. And he's like, I'd be great if uh, you could find it in your heart to uh, bail me out here. Find it I'm, in your heart. <laughs> I'm in the middle of nowhere. So I'm like, oh, my God. And again, something's wrong with me. I'm like, well, you know, I guess I could bail him out. You know, because I just, I don't say no. It's You're a too huge nice, problem. right? 
So, you know, I, I think I might have called my then wife to talk it over a little bit. But then, you know, he left the number. I'm like, poor bastard's in jail. He's got a hotel running, right? And he's in jail. Right. So I call the jail. I call because he left the number, right? I call the jail. And I'm like, oh, yeah, my name's uh, Andrew Urich. I'm a professor here at Oklahoma State. And uh, one of my former students is in jail there. And he called me like, sure, what's his name? I'm like, uh, Factory Phil. Because <laughs> I don't know what the guy's name is. Oh, so no. I say Factory Phil. He's like, well, you know, uh, what, you know, do you know his last name? I'm like, no. I hear in the background, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> and I sit up, sir, I think I can hear his voice. And the guy's like, oh, that guy. <laughs> So, as luck has it, I think I stalled around long enough, and his dad bailed him out. Oh, okay. But he was, and I heard from my students, he's running around Eskimo Joe's telling everybody he's Professor Urich's old friend, and they should buy him a beer, because he has no money. And he remembered when I was in my prime back in the early 90s, that might have worked, because I was in Eskimo Joe's six nights a week. Yeah. But but this is 2002. I've been married for five years. I uh, I'm not gonna not gonna do that. Uh, no. Nobody's gonna know who I am at Eskimo Joe's. No. But, you know. So anyway, he drove off into the sunset, never to be heard from again. The point of the story is everything that happened to Factory Phil is a di- direct result from that tape that was running in his head. And I know a lot of people listening are probably concerned, but I'm pretty sure he wasn't going to make it through x-ray technician school. So there's nothing to worry about. There's no graduation you have to attend, right? No. Well, you know what? I get the point of the story. It's a great story, but who's faster? Superman (laughs) or the Flash? (laughs) I hope I never hear that again. (laughs) Well, shoot. I mean, I guess, you know, it must have worked for him up until a point, but he he seems like he never had anything totally solved. And I guess that's the point is like, if we want things to work out for ourselves or we want things to go well, you know, you got to start looking inward and be like, okay, how do I control these types of things? Or how can I, you know, um, manage this for myself instead of just saying, oh, it's, you know, the cop in the shade or it's, you know, the European government taking my Walmart check or whatever it is, right? So I think I get the point of the story, but I, I hate that you don't have an answer for me and who's faster, Superman or The Flash. I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> All right, that's it for this one. My name's Andy and I'm with Andy. 